0: hello welcome to cpa chanda pays attention if you're new welcome if you're old welcome back okay i'd love to say that i'm here with good joyous positive message but um this is kind of like a what grinds my gears episode so let's dive right into it and yeah let's have a good time okay so when i was younger like in high school-ish. A song came out and it was called Vitumbua. <laughs> I remember it because I thought it was the funniest song I'd ever heard in my life. It was a goofy song, got really popular, like hard dance track beat, just amazing, fun to like sing along, but also fun to like dance to just craziness, like jumping in your car for no reason, craziness. Um... It insulted everyone in my country, everyone in Zambia. It laughed at politicians. It talked about crazy stories going on at the time. And it was really funny to me. And one line in the song talks about Castor um, Semenya, an athlete, and says, Kastor Semenya is really a man. And that took me out as a kid because I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know who this is. But the audacity of this statement, that's terrible. I just thought it was maybe like a woman who was like kind of butch and they were just being goofy. I didn't understand the history of the story behind the song. Story. The song was a really stupid um, song. Like the chorus is like... Amana awe ni taito ni those of you who have ears to understand those lyrics, understand. And those who don't, I mean, feel free to DM me on Instagram. CPA-Chanda pays attention. And I'll translate. Do not accost me in real life about this song. I will not answer you. I will fake my name and run away. Please. <laughs> Let's respect each other in real life, yeah? Okay, back to the plot so we don't lose it. We're going with full momentum here. I'm simply just, again, doing a grind. what grinds my gears episode. I'm not here to really make friends on this episode. I'm just here to tell a story and give my opinion on it, but also give the facts. And I'm not going to debate myself as I usually do. I'm just going to try and leave this one up to you. I want to start a good conversation. This is a conversation starter episode. You know these. We've done quite a few of them. Okay. So per The Daily Californian and um, a bit of my own additional storytelling, so you can fact check me on that one, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to start with a story um, and you're just going to ask yourself, hopefully, how is this okay that this happened? And what the heck, you know, Just that's really the vibe I'm going for. And also, if this doesn't make you mad at all and this doesn't like grind your gears, just laugh along, you know, that's okay. You can just listen for fun. That's okay. Okay. So... January 7th, 1991, in a small village called Ga Mathlong in South Africa, a child was born, Caster Semenya. She grew up and they realized that she was extremely gifted in running because of how she ran when she trained for soccer at school. At 18, this wonderful woman competed in Berlin at the 800 meters track and won. Immediately, conflict arose as they questioned her legitimacy as a woman. The International Association of Athletics, Federation or IAAF began a slew of tests and examinations to determine if Castor Semenya would, would be and should be able to compete as a woman. The tests were invasive, they were intrusive, and no regard was given to her privacy or human dignity. She was treated as a human spectacle. And discussions around sex and gender and genitals of an 18-year-old woman suddenly were entirely permissible. And to that I say yuck. The results of her tests were leaked to the public and the knowledge that um, Semenya was uh, allegedly had three times the normal testosterone level for women began to circulate wildly and widely. Um, A runner Italian woman, Elisa Kuzma, said these kind of women should, these kind of people should not run with us. And um, she said, for me, she is not a woman, she is a man just grammatically is conflicting. But anyway, I refuse to uh, <laughs> dig deeper on that one. Her physique, coupled with ongoing gender verification tests, um, slewed, like, suspicions that she could have been stripped of her medals because she might actually be a he. And um, Times ran with an article on this and displayed extreme tone deafness and was out of line more than a decade ago. I mean, of course, now they're just the epitome, <laughs> epitome of, you know, great news. So she was allowed to go on and compete in 2012 and 2016 Olympics. She walked away with gold medals each time. But again, her success was consistently and frequently fueled with like extreme dehumanization and from the governing track body and her fellow competitors and the media. And, you know, the media and the songs I was listening to, because that was about the time I was listening to this crazy song I intro with. Anyway, so IAAF... um, hammered the and here i'm direct quoting from the daily californian hammered the final nail into the coffin in april 2016 with the announcement that women who produce higher than average levels of testosterone even naturally as with the case of semenya would not be eligible to compete in the mid-distance events 400 to mile length um events unless they reduce their testosterone levels with medication including hormonal contraceptives and to that again i say yuck and i will also add what the heck just it doesn't make sense anyway but we'll get to that later the policing of gender norms with the world of sports sends a message that loud and clear to Semenya and athletes like her conform or get out and simenia who has remained adamant in her refusal to decrease her natural testosterone has chosen to get out. i think she's back in by now but this article that's um was written a little while back said that she's chosen to get out I mean she's like married and has kids great life now like things have kind of worked out for her but still very 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 upsetting this runs rubs me the wrong way because the idea of conformity first of all is just it's stupid to me it's I think it's inhumane I, I've said time and time again even on this podcast I'm quite sure I mean we can go re-listen to episodes and tell me if I'm wrong if I've said this I think our differences make us beautiful i think there's beauty in human differences like the human body itself it functions well because each part is doing something different and i think the bible puts it kind of well in first corinthians 12 verses um 21 to about 36 nirv version it says that i can't say to the hand i don't need you the head can't say to the feet i don't need you in fact it's just the opposite the parts of the body that seem to be the weaker are the ones that we can't do without the parts that we think are less important we treat with special honor the private parts aren't shown but they're treated with special care the parts that can be shown don't need special care but god has put together the parts of the body and he's given more honor to the parts that didn't have any In that way, the parts of the body will not take sides. All of them will take care of one another. And if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part shares its joy. Now, I know some of you might be very confused with the verses, but I think it it kind of like implies like how, you know, the heart is weaker, like by itself, like fragile, but it pumps blood to the whole body. It's so important. And then we have other parts of the body, like maybe our nails or hair that we treat with special care, but they're not really that. Important to the survival of the body, but it's kind of like if you're pretty and you know you're honored for that, like the whole body's on it, it's a beautiful person rather than oh, just you know, maybe some people you might just say you have beautiful hair, but the point is the whole body gets to share in the glory of the honoring of one part or another, and I think that's the same with human beings, our differences um, make us beautiful, and I think our differences and are often like our more phenomenal aspects individually. Don't only allow us to achieve amazing things, but they honestly make life and sports more interesting. We all know that there are many athletes who have odd human advantages. Like Michael Phelps with his um his lungs that were twice that are twice the capacity of the average athlete. He has like double-jointed elbows and um they have a wingspan that is like three inches longer than his like his the way his body's supposed to be. Not saying that his body's wrong in any way, but he it allows him to propel himself through the water at a really fast pace and his ankles can like bend 15 far- percent farther than average competitors so that makes his body kind of like resemble flippers so he has more advantage Simone Biles is like 4.8 inches he's a gymnast and that allows her to like um curve and like move in certain ways through the air better um Boban Marjano- Marjanovic or Marjanovic I don't I can't, I'm not pronouncing that right he was a basketball player and he has like slightly larger hands. Eero i can't remember how to pronounce his name properly sorry i'm like reading it off and i'm struggling anyway he used to ski back in the day and he lived with a disease that was um hereditary it was called congenital polyclythemia, which caused a mutation in his blood cells so it caused um like a boosting of red blood cells in mass and hemoglobin and okay basically his blood was able to hold 50 percent more oxygen than the average person giving him a huge leg up in endurance competition so this guy was out there just you know (laughs) i was gonna say breathing better that makes no sense anyway his body was performing better and even bolt Bolt, we all know him um i'm doing the pose right now so embarrassing because y'all can't see me he benefits from longer legs it's not a man, matter of like what advantages you have it's really a matter of what you do with them and we say this time and time and time again there's so many people and even in this dating series that we've been going through so far or like a people series which i i actually prefer calling it that it's it's really what you do with what you have so many people have potential never date potential <laughs> date what they do with their freaking potential But that's, like, a further series episode. Like, uh, oh, you know what? I've got a great story. I'm going to tell it in the next episode. Stay tuned. It involves vegans. It involves craziness. But anyway, never date potential. Date reality in front of you. And Semenya actually says this. Um... She says, I have trained like a slave to be the greatest. I have watched Toussaint Bolt train. His training was insane and I am the same. High testosterone levels are something I was born with. It's a disorder, but it doesn't make me the best though. That's where training and knowledge comes in. Again, it's really not your gift. The things you're born with, it's what you do with it. Now, you may ask if, (laughs) if you do alabi habibi i beg you shouldn't be asking me these questions but you may ask regardless why does this story upset me personally It has nothing really to do with me except for the fact that i'm black female african and you know sometimes injustice upsets people but this story upsets me for two reasons one is sarah bartman or saraji um she was a woman a really long time ago um let me just get the date for you because i know someone will get upset with me for this Uh, yeah let's get a date for you so this happened um way back in the day um in like the 1800s she died in like the 1800s so I know it was like sometime before that and I'm not telling the story um the best okay October 1880 so she was um a woman from South Africa she was from Eastern South Africa she was born in 1917 um in the Eastern Cape um she was she had this condition called statopegia which m- made that her buttocks were extremely pro-pertubant because of a buildup of fat basically in dumbing down she had a fat ass okay she had big booty she it was cause of a condition it wasn't like it was hereditary or anything she had a condition so she was taken to europe under false pre- pretenses by a doctor um stage named Hottentot Venus. She was paraded around freak shows in, in in-quote, out-quote, freak shows. She's no way a freak, and I do not want to be misquoted. She was paraded in London and Paris, and crowds um, were invited to come and look at her large buttocks. On stage, she wore tight skin, flesh-colored clothing and beads and feathers and smoked a pipe. And wealthy customers would even pay for private demonstrations in their homes with their guests, allowed to touch her. to that, once again, I say... Yuck! Good job, guys, saying that with me. Yuck! Gross! Ugh! Anyway, today she's seen by many as the epitome of colonial exploitation, racism, and ridicule, and just the condemn commodification not condemnification excuse me of black people and i can't help but be reminded of in this case and so many other people have linked her her to this just uh the idea that Semenya went through the unnecessary parading to prove that she was a woman in the 2009 when they did the verification tests on her as we mentioned before and um in this basically your testosterone level is inspected. And if your testosterone level is higher than prescribed, you you were kicked out. And she was contested, but she got to stay in. And in 2011, the IMF officially implemented a new rule that only women in a specific testosterone range that um, fell below the male range, in quote, unquote, were allowed to, um, like Average they average male testosterone scores. That's what they did. And only the women who fell within this range were like okay and if you're outside this certain range you were forced to undergo hormone replacement therapy which isn't something you should be forced to do to compete in a sport which i mean science has proven it it doesn't really have like much to do with the amount of testosterone that was that's in you and i'll get to that in a second because in 2015 um uh uh, indian sprinter danti chand appealed against this rule and they this, they ruled in favor of him, saying that there was no convincing evidence that women with elevated testosterone levels had any advantage or performance advantage of other people. So um, the policy was suspended and Semenya and other women were not expected to undergo this stupid treatment. In 2017, again, these bloody idiots said to challenge the ruling and have been putting a, um, against, again, another case to prove that hydro women, hydrogenous, hi- hyper androgynous women have a competitive advantage than other women. And if- There is counter evidence that high testosterone levels are not necessarily indicative of performance advantages. There's a website called Scientific American in which they tackle like myths about testosterone. They talk about how um, m- like having like testosterone's effect on athletic performance isn't always positive. And they did tests and like out of 11 different um, athletic competitions, only five of them had people with high testosterone doing better. In some cases, they did like significantly worse and having a lower testosterone. They seem to do better um it's not also as black and white to compare testosterone between men and women and saying that men have a greater body mass and um all that and that makes them better athletically because like there is a linkage but it's not necessarily as black and white as men are stronger and better there's like a more nuanced discussion about it which i think um you should do research on your own because i think that diverges from the point also um there's no like linkage that suppressing testosterone would reduce or increase performance it's I, I don't know i think it kind of goes back to like the skills and what you do with it to some extent and the regulations that happen around testosterone they aren't completely solely about just testosterone levels like there's a lot more my point is there's a lot more new and nuance to what's going on and this whole idea of like we're just going to make you go through chemical therapy of some sort is going to help make the sport more fair is kind of an ignorant argument. Now, my second reason why this kind of grinds my gears is kind of probably going to make a lot of people upset. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being the villain. And that's Leah Thomas um she's a transgender woman who um, now competes as a female used to compete as a male and has done well i won't deep dive because that's not the point of my episode i don't want to pick this fight i ain't ready you know her you probably heard about her if you haven't go google her leah thomas l-i-a thomas t-h-o-m-a-s and um you know good for her for making decisions on who she wants to be but with each victory that leah has as a transgender woman who formerly um, swam for penn states men's team it's brought attention back to the ongoing debate about trans women's participation in sports, as well as inclusion and fair play in sports. Now, it's a complex topic. And again, I want to say, I don't want to deep dive into it. But I do, I do, I do, I do want an apology for Casta. I want a damn apology. I want an apology today. There are so many harmful stereotypes perpetuated against Black women and sexuality. And I face them all the time. I live in constant fear of being... um stereotyped as like an angry black woman especially like sometimes at work or sometimes like even at church or even just in casual situations i feel like i'm forced to control and regulate my behavior in order to not perpetuate stereotypes against my race and often black women are um treated with less gentleness because there's an assumption of strength i'm a strong black woman i'm not strong sometimes i'm weak sometimes i need help sometimes i need comfort why Ah. like I want, I want a big sorry to Semenya for the invasive testing that was done on her, the sex testing, the hormone treatments. I want an, another apology for the cementation of harmful stereotypes, and I want the last. Apology to be for these stupid Western establishments making exhibitions of black bodies without remorse or recompense. And I feel that's where I bring in the Leah Thomas argument because I feel like we're so quick to accept her and so quick to bring her into the fold and be like, oh, welcome. Like it's okay that you choose to, like she made active choices to make, to decide who she is. Or maybe she didn't. I know that's a very nuanced, again, argument. But I'm kind of like, I feel like Casta was, you know, just trying to do her best she was just trying to run and they punished her for it because they were like ah no uh, uh you can't you just can't be that good there's reasons that you're better than us and we don't like it there's a piece that um is called castor simenia gods and monsters by brenna monroe and the title itself is questionable but it says in one line that this the disparities and conflicts of the new world order are made visible through sports like we have this new, you um, age, you know, where are the lines? What is okay? What is not okay? Where do we border like um, differences between male and female children and adults uh, consent and non-consent? We have all these new lines that we're having to reevaluate and I'm not fighting for sexes or rights in sports. I'm just saying that we questions have come to the table now and within these questions of like sexuality and um, what's okay in sports nowadays I just want an apology. I just, I just want the same energy of acceptance for Simanya. I, I, I don't want to fight her battle for her because she's been fighting for a really long time. You know, maybe I do want to fight her battle for her. I, I, alongside her. I just, I, I want. I think she deserves an apology, and maybe by the time you've listened to this episode, she's gotten one. But I don't know. I want, I want a public apology from whoever. I, I don't know. I think it was just so unfair what she went through. That's what's grinding my ears. That said, so love, peace. <laughs> and a little more tolerance for differences because differences make us beautiful. Assess your stereotypes and get a bloody grip. She was an 18-year-old who was unconscious of her advantages and yet was paraded and berated by the whole world. And that is yuck. She has a gift, and that's really all that should matter. That's, it made sports entertaining. It made it exciting, and I, I'm all for that. I love I love watching sports for that reason and that reason alone it's exciting to watch people more phenomenal than you do phenomenal things i i don't want the playing field to be evened out i want cool stuff to happen on tv am i selfish for that maybe and like you know sorry to all the other athletes who felt really bad but nah um that's all i've got (laughs) i love you and if you um And not if you love me. I mean, love and share my podcast if you can. If you don't want to, that's okay. Keep me selfishly for yourself and that's okay too. Have an amazing, amazing day, night, evening, morning, whatever you're getting up to when you're listening to this post. Or sleep well if if my voice is just your lullaby. (laughs) Bye.